And now Horn. Stewart wants it. And looks for Amakechi! Hello and welcome back to the Grand Old Team podcast. Sam Allardyce said he was baffled by Everton's poor defending before he arrived at the club after securing a third clean sheet in four games with a 1-0 win over Newcastle. Uh, last night, that's uh, that's Wednesday night. Uh, Wayne's Ro- Wayne Rooney's solitary close-range goal was enough for the Toffees to win their first Premier League away game since January, which is horrendous. But um, I'm glad that that's out of the way with now. Um, to look back at the game, I'm joined by Gavin Butland, who is, uh, as some of you may know from uh, the Echoes Everton podcast, and uh, Gavin has written several books um, on the club. Gavin also contributes to the Matchday program at Magazine and website and is the official club statistician and also I've got Groucho on um, on the pod as well so Gav how are you mate you okay fine all the best for our uh, recent upturn and form so um, looking forward to a good Christmas feeling slightly better Groucho what about you mate you, you happy with things at the moment yeah I've just been out to get me uh, just back from getting me uh, life-size portrait of uh, Sam Allardyce I bet you need the big frame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting Sammy Lee for the hall. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 he's gone all in. He has gone all in. I mean, it's it is incredible, though, Gav. You know, when you think about the kind of things that that Evertonians were saying a couple of weeks back, and uh, the kind of things that we've been speaking about as well on on the podcast, um, you know, and and then how kind of things have turned around a little bit. And that kind of brings me on to my first question for you, Gav. Really, is um, I'm intrigued to know, you know, somebody who who knows inside uh, Everton inside and out. You know, how uh, yeah. have you have you come round to the idea that Sam Allardyce is Everton manager now, Gav? Uh, I have nothing to come round to, to be honest with you, because when the um, you know when they got rid of Coombe and my my immediate even before he got rid of Coombe, to be fair, my immediate thought is um, we needed a you know a short term fix, somebody to study the ship, um, because we were sailing in very choppy waters, weren't we, a month ago? Um, and I said at the time, you know, without I said Allardyce, but somebody Allardyce's help was what we needed. Um, to, to do a job in the short term for us and then just, you know, give us something to build on in the future. So um, I come around to it pretty much straight away, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, thankfully, so far, we've got to remember it's very early days here that it, it's working out okay. And Grouch, you've you are fully on board now, then, are you, mate? You've you've put it all to one side. You kind of said that you had the last time we spoke after the derby, but uh, you sound like you know you know you're you're a full fully fledged Allardyce man. Well, I've done full circle. Yeah, I, I'm right up for it. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind saying I, I, I may have been wrong, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, by the time he came in, I was already coming round to it anyway. To be honest with you, I, I was never one of these people who was going. Um, if he comes in, I'm throwing my season ticket away. That was never me. Um, but I, I know when we did our original one, when we discussed the candidates, it was very much against it, but. I think we sort of got worse a little bit after that, didn't we? So, uh, no, I, I, I'm I'm up for it. Yeah, we got more desperate. So, Gav, uh, yeah, we so. we we um, 
basically me and Groucho did a, a, a podcast. I think it was the day after yeah. Cumin had been sacked, and it, we we listed like the candidates who went through the, the betting, and we looked at the the different individuals. And I remember us dropping on Allardyce and being like, both was like, no, that well, there's no need, is there? And things aren't that bad. And then you know, as things slowly started to get worse, I did kind of sense that although there was a little bit of there was a little bit of shock within the fan base, I did. I did sense there was a percentage by the time he was appointed that that were kind of just like you know we 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 need this now. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well if, if only because it had gone. Uh, well, was it? I can't. Was it? Was it three or four weeks between Cuban getting sacked and now yep. Vice being appointed? So I mean, at that point we were pretty desperate. We'd obviously made a play for Silver, or if those stories need to be believed. Um, and perhaps Sam got one or two others so you were then sort of getting an ever-shortening uh, uh, list and, and that sort of yeah, I probably went in Sam's favour uh, in terms of what he could negotiate um, and you know and, 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 and fair play I mean it took you know, sometimes it's difficult isn't it when if you're in making a decision that you think might be unpopular with some support and sometimes you can always take the populist view Especially Everton, so fair play. But most stress is very early days. I think most managers always have a short-term impact, isn't it? It's when we get to after Christmas and the initial, you know, the initial, um, I won't say excitement, you know, the initial enthusiasm, shall we say, um, you know, and, and then the, the new broom sort of once that sort of dissipates a little bit, then that's going to be the time to judge the, the success of the, the appointment, but so far, so good. Yeah, well, uh, Andy, who uh, writes, Andy C, who writes our um, match report on Grand Old Team, um, I read his, or he read, he, he, I think maybe it wasn't a match report, actually, maybe it was just a little article on Allardyce today, I was just on the forum and I saw it. And anyway, towards the end, he, he said, you know, um, Allardyce has, has brought himself a, a bit of time now with the, the fan base due to the, um, you know, due to the results that he's, he's had since he's come on board. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that, there wasn't that kind of enthusiasm for him, but I, I do feel in a way that because of how he is and because he's this he's this nice little balance between um I, I think he does have a, like an element of likability to him, which Cumin didn't have, Martin has had, but he's also got that straight talking side as well. Um which which Cumin had but Martin has didn't have it in, in if you if you get me. So I, I feel that I kind of feel like he, he has kind of galvanized galvanized the fan base a little bit and I, and I do feel like he's probably got a little bit of time now given the results that he's had already but Gav you're a stats man so um I thought I'd pull off some stats from the BBC <laughs> that I like to do so this one is uh, Everton have collected 10 points in their last four Premier League games one more than yeah. they managed in their previous 12 um mate yeah. I, I want your opinion on um how, how, how surprised are you though that this side that was like leaking goals has miraculously managed to turn it around and you know and stop conceding. How, how, what, what do you think? Can you put your finger on one thing? Put it down to that. Um, good question. Um, but I mean, two of them games were Huddersfield and West Ham at home, Andy, which, which at the time were probably two of the more easier home games you you only get, aren't they? And um, what I, what I would say, and I don't know what Groucho thinks about this, is I think playing the back same back four every game. Does not make a difference, yeah. and you know, Cumin and indeed Martin, as before, then had the habit of playing, you know, Jackie Elker and you know, Williams one week, then Jackie Elker and Keane the other week, and then Williams and Keane, and then you know, Keane and Jags, and then, then go to a three man back. Go to the three man back four, that's a bit of a contradiction, isn't it? A six man <laughs> defence. Uh, that's terrible, too. And, 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 and I, I, I think, I think. 
the key is, and I mean, Sean Dice is like that at Burnley, isn't it? It's playing the same defence week in, week out to get that sort of stability and understanding. And I think that's probably the biggest difference for me. Hey, Gav. Don't um, you think, Groucho? Well, I was going to say, Grouch, because uh, we, we've spoken at length, Gav, on the podcast about um, Ashley yeah. Williams. Grouch, how uh, you've noticed, you've seen a bit of a difference in Ashley Williams, right? I, I, you know, past probably, couple of games. Yeah, past, probably past fair to say that he, he's yeah. a lad who's probably turned a corner, right? Yeah. Um, well, like Gav was saying then, continuity. Um, just uh, And also, I think, playing the correct player in the correct position. So, for example, Mason Holgate at centre-back, not right-back. Yeah. He looks a much yeah. better player at centre-back than he did at right-back because he wasn't a right-back. You know, you've got uh, John Joe Kenny coming through and the uh, consistent, you know, cons- playing together uh, consistently. The one player knows what the fella next to him is going to do. That's how they get understandings. And you, you're yeah. probably better playing, for example, a lesser defender, shall we say, in Williams, for example, Um I get next to a regular partner, you know, that's how you get partnerships. I mean, I, I was reading something uh, a while ago in the early days of international football. The uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. The international teams were picked on partnerships, not individual players. And I think that's... Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But now it's very much individual. But if you think about it, a partnership's going to work much better because they've got an understanding. And yeah, I think, oh, absolutely. Any coincidence at all that Williams is sort of picking up because he knows what the people around him are doing and it will work, you know, for the rest of the team in any other position too. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. I think Arn Williams and Hawkeye are supposed to be good buddies off the pitch as well, which is a surprise given oh, like, the sort of difference at AEJ. Yeah, I think, I think they are. Yeah, I mean, it's always been the case, I think, centre to I mean, I think going back to the 66 World Cup final, I'm not necessarily saying that Jackie Charlton was... was the best centre half, but what he did is he complimented Bobby Moore perfectly, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and that not just goes in football sense, it goes in like somebody's a shouter and somebody who isn't, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you want a quiet and a, and an aggressive one uh, centre half, don't you? So it's always and and that's why Jackie Charlton, you know, got a mm-hmm. got a shirt. Um I had to say Brian the Bone, because Brian the Bone was more of say Bobby Moore's type where he was more of a quiet, quiet mm-hmm. leader, you know. Um and, and so that's that's gone for you know for a long time. And, and I do think yeah, that's the logic in playing Martina, though he's not exactly been, you know, he's obviously had some, shall we say, some iffy moments. Yeah. He's still in the team every week, isn't he? So it, it just it just keeps it keeps that flow going. And and I think that that that's been a big thing for me. And and I think um, hopefully Holgate's form will continue. It's interesting tonight they've all signed a new contract, haven't they? The uh, yeah, Kenny players. and. Kenny and- uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, 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 which is interesting. Certainly, that's certainly um, good news. I'm just thinking about that. I, I didn't know that in terms of picking um, players or historically international teams picked players on uh, you know partnerships and the different partnerships that formulated within the clubs. I'm just wondering if that kind of correlates to the success that Spain have had. I mean, Spain have obviously got. The, the pick of or have had over the last decade or so the pick of some of the best players in the world. But you think about the fact that they only really plucked the the Spain squad predominantly from Real Madrid and Barcelona. I know there are you know they've played in other other countries in Europe. Some of the lads there, um, but I just wonder whether that had had an impact. Um, but then when I kind of stretch that that theory across other nations, you know Germany and and, and England and whatever, and then it, it kind of. Well, especially in Germany's case, it kind of breaks down a little bit because they they've had success and and they're you know that they're they're 
their players are from a, a bigger variation of clubs. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, Jackie Tartman obviously got nowhere in front of the same club, but I mean, for, for ages, even like Liverpool, it, it can work on both. But I mean, without getting into too much detail, you know, sometimes when you've top loaded international teams with players from the one club in England, it's not worth. I mean, he did in the 70s with Liverpool, he even did a bit Man United, didn't he? You know, and it's not really worth. Because yeah. this is what we're saying is you need those partnerships and those partnerships are not necessarily people from the same club. So it's like sort of, you know, where, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but I do think that's good. I do think also as well, I mean, we've got to talk about Wayne, not necessarily, a, a, I wasn't necessarily a fan of signing him during the summer and I'm still deserving judgment on it. You but can... he's been a big part big part of the revival as need wait over the last few games. I think so, yeah. You can you can tell that Gav does a, a podcast, can't you, Grouch? Because that was literally going to be my next question. Um <laughs> you can tell he, he's well well versed in the old podcasting. No, it was. I was just going to come on to Wayne. I was going to say um so I've got a comment here from um, from Only Blue Will Do on the forum. He says uh, he, talking about Wayne Rooney, obviously, his work rate is second to none. He loves playing for the club. Um, just think of a re- we'd be in a real mess without him. Um, and that was obviously going to lead me on to, to, to your thoughts on, on Wayne Gav. So you, you said that you weren't that keen on, on bringing him back no. then? Now, uh, for, t- well, for two reasons. Uh, one is we would obviously abort Classen and for sort of in the market for Sigurdsson and didn't really see the need for buying way. And, and we, we saw that nearly part of the season, didn't we? Our three number 10s, which we uh, you've probably spoken about many times. Yeah. And, and also as well, as I felt at 32 now, Wayne is, um, and maybe his fitness over the course of the season is um, perhaps... Um, you know, going to struggle. He he would struggle over the two years, and but you know, yeah, people say he'd come on a free. He didn't come on a free. I think there was a there was a probably there was a reduction. He said that in the Lukaku fee wasn't it of ten million to take on to transfer and Wayne, and also paying him was one hundred fifty thousand allegedly a week. It was a lot of money. I felt and a big risk. Uh, and up until a couple of weeks, I mean, during that poor period for us, he was poor as well. But to be honest with you, he's been excellent in the last. Uh, a few games, and what I want to say about Wayne is whatever his fitness issues are, and his you know whatever he's got going on off the pitch and things. What you know from him, it's like a boxer doesn't lose his punch until the last. He, he, you'll never lose his skill if you're the football, and he always provides one moment, doesn't he? For every game, we have top quality. Uh, well, the Liverpool game being a fantastic example. Of Liverpool that really one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the West Ham game, even the Arsenal game, we got B five two. was going yeah. the first half. It was. A, if we'd have won that game one nil, he'd be talking about that goal, wouldn't he? You know. Mm-hmm. So he he always provides one moment of top quality that nobody nobody else in the team is capable of doing every every match. And uh, at the moment, that that's working for us. And even last night, I thought uh, it was he showed his experience there, didn't he? And in, in, in terms of anticipating the um, the you know the the goalie, yeah, you know, in case the goalie was going to that he was there, wasn't he? Yeah, but yeah, he's just kicking in. And that's all experience. Well. Yeah, and that's like, that's all experience and that you know, he's he's, he's always, you know, he's always got a quick he's always had a quick brain, hasn't he? 
and you don't lose that. Uh, you just lose the bodily function to go with them when you get older, <laughs> as I know to my own uh, cost. But the, 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 uh, thing, but the th- thing is, this is something that me and Grouch, I think, have spoke about before, and, and I think um, me and you, Grouch, if I remember rightly, were, were on the same wavelength in terms of bringing him back. You know, we, we saw the, the potential for, for success within that. But you've got to remember, you know, he's, he's, he's only 32, isn't he, Wayne? So he's not, you know what I mean? He's We're not talking about like a 30 six-year-old right as, as sometimes I hear people the way people talk about Wayne Rooney and I think he, he's a, he is still only you know early early 30s yeah um, I th- and I, th- I, because... I get it go on go on Grouch. No, I just think it's because he came on when he was just 16 and it, the scene, right, yeah. it, it seems like he's seems like he's been around for ages which I suppose he has hasn't he um but he's still yeah. only 32 so what I mean he's he's been he's been a footballer for half of his life hasn't he on, on the, the Premier League stage and, the, the, the uh, fair shout isn't it yeah, yeah. fair shout I mean so I he, think sorry go on, sorry no no it's okay no no what I was going to say is I mean and it's quite surprising he's lasted this long because he always looked like one of them players who would he would like because of his build and you know, even seeing him as build when he was younger, wasn't he? Yeah. He always looked like somebody he, he was his fitness issues were gonna come back and, and haunt him. You know, he's done well to get to thirty two, um, I think. And and so as you say, it's what it's now fifteen, it'll be sixteen years next year, but for since his Everton debut. He's played a load of games for the load of games for England and if you have a look, there's not, not that many players of that who last longer than ten years. No, you know, if you have a look, you have a look. They're normally burnt out. So if you come in, you know, it's what they said about George Best. What they said about George Best is he said he was burnt out. You know, he finished when he was 26. He played 10 years then for Man United, George Best. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and getting kicked all the way down the, the football pitches of England in the 60s, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised Wayne has lasted this long. And, and, and I suppose that was the, the thing for him moving to Everton. It's just given that extra edge and enthusiasm to keep it going a couple of years didn't it you know as well as getting paid for it of course but fair play to him last four or five games he's been excellent and he's been a big part with the defence of our, our revival now there's been there's been a, a lot made of uh, Everton's new kind of uh, I think they call it a snide side. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. fact that we've shown a little bit of um, a little bit more of a kind of a, a, a mean streak and um, in a sensible way though, which I quite like. Now I've always had a grumble, um, lads, and, and you know again Groucho will be aware of this is the fact that you know I feel feel like sometimes you know given the facts, remember lads that I don't live in Liverpool and, and I'm surrounded by people who support other clubs. Um, and they frequently have said to me in the past, or I have this. This is quite a common thing that I'll get where people say I like Everton. You know, the, the people who support other clubs um, in the Premier League or, or, or lower down. You know, they go, oh, I like Everton. They're all right, Everton. Or and um, it's it's always been it's been a bit of a pet hate of mine because. Um, I, it, not only do they they, they appreciate the, the work the club does off the pitch in terms of the charity stuff and that which which does get a lot of positive press and that's fine you know you can like Everton for that but they also like Everton for Everton on on the pitch as well uh, because I think we've we've been quite nice down the years um, and I, I can see that kind of changing under Allardyce um, Grouch did I mean I know you saw the game yesterday mate what what did you think of some of the tactics we deployed in terms of slowing the game down Oh I, I think we've been too nice almost to our detriment over the past few years but I mean like you say I don't want people to like us on the pitch I want people to hate planes because that mean, means we're beating them you know but I mean look at the things yesterday I think uh, Garvin Lewin got booked didn't he for t- time wasting at the end he just boosted the, the, the ball <laughs> yeah. backwards. 
Um, I think John Joe Kenny just a little bit before that was it where he just sort of half pretended to gesture <laughs> to catch the ball from the side and just lashed it on and then oh yeah like, oh, sorry mate no I wasn't putting my arm out for you so you know about time I think you know you can be too nice on the pitch sometimes and I think that those days are hopefully coming to an end and we can start standing up for ourselves I think so I'm all for it. And Gav, what, yeah. what was your favourite moment of snideness from Everton last night, mate? Uh, well, I was going to mention the Cavalier. It was quite quite a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then look around all innocent. Like, you know. <laughs> but what I, would say, what, what I would say about it is um, is Allardyce's... Um, Sam, Sam, Sam has never really been a great, great respecter of all this. He, you know, in teams and that he doesn't count out to the bigger clubs and bigger name managers, does he? Like we've maybe have had one or two in the past who would do that. And you know, if you think you think back to the game on Sunday at Liverpool, um, he, he was quite, um, you know, he, he he stood his ground, didn't he? You know, in terms of some of the questions that were afterwards, and I think there was an interview where he, he said. Uh, about somebody said about Carragher's comments, and he said, "Well, I've a way to Carragher and show him how to coach and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. And, and and he's he, he's historically even going back to his Bolton days, he's been no respecter of big clubs as he. And I know we're a big club, but you know, the, the, those three or four elite clubs at the top of the Premier League. Yeah. And he's more he's more than capable of standing up for himself in in that environment, and 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 with the press as well. And and I think that's a real major plus for because I think we've needed that for a while now. Um, because Ronald was probably too quiet. Um, Roberto was just a little bit nice, wasn't he, and stuff, and always positive. And Moisey, because he'd started off when we were like really struggling, he never really had a, an opportunity to, to sort of, you know, uh, you know that, that was always in his back of his mind that he's just maybe fighting a losing battle, as he always used to say about going away from home. But Allardyce, I think he's he's gruff, he's big, he's self confident, he's brash. And I think that's something that we've needed in the dugout uh, for for a while now, and I think that's probably reflected on the pitch, as you were saying there, Groucho. Is that like that? Maybe some of the players are sort of learning a few things. I was going to say, Groucho, out of those three managers, from your perspective, I th- I know who mine is. Um, who, which one of those three managers that that Gav's just listed there, so Martinez? Kuman and um, and, and Moyes. Which one of them do you think gave the most respect to the big clubs? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Moyes. Oh, without a doubt, Moyes. I mean, there's that that quote he came out with afterwards, wasn't it? He said the objective was to uh, say at Stamford Bridge, was it? I think was the match he was talking about. Um, the objective was to get out alive, and that's just that's not the way you should do it. I mean, look at Sunday. Yeah, we knew we might have had to defend, but we were coming away with something. You know, Moises was basically let's uh, let, let's hope for a one 0 defeat, lads, at the big clubs. And I think he was a reason why we we probably went on such a a, a long run, uh, not beating Liverpool at Anfield. You know, not winning at Old Trafford until he was the manager there, which was quite nice. But yeah, I mean, going back to uh, I think it was the same interview that Gav's just mentioned then. My favourite quote of, of all week has been when Allardyce said, you can moan all you like, it was a penalty. That's the attitude. Yeah. That's the attitude we want. You know, don't yeah. care what you're saying. It was a penalty. We scored it. End of. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I mean, I I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I'm a massive David Moyes fan, so I, I'm not criticising Moyes there. But, but I think what it is, I mean, because he started when we were really struggling, nearly bossed on the table. He never really got out of that mindset in some respects. Yeah. Did he? Even when we, even when we got up up into the top five or six, he was forever sort of in that mindset. Um, and he never, he, as you say, he never really got out of it. Um, where Sam, Sam's been around a bit, hasn't he, before he's come to Evan, which Moyes hadn't. And I think he's bringing all that experience to, to the job. And, of, uh, you know, when he's, he's managed, you know, people say about clubs he's managed. He managed Newcastle, no, he didn't work out. He managed England. So. He got the injury job, didn't he? They should yeah, yeah. employ him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And maybe he shouldn't have even got, you know, I think there's a good argument about that. They shouldn't have got rid of him, you know, in terms mm. of what, what, what went on. But that, that's maybe for our benefit. But I just think that Sam's gruffness and straight talking and, and things like that is something that we, we need. And, and I think that's probably something maybe the players needed. I mean, maybe Ronald was a little bit too too much uh, too much straight talking on occasions. Yeah, I think Sam yeah. maybe his balance is a little bit, you know. Mm. And he's, he's spoken quite highly about Holgate, hasn't he, uh, tonight, which is, which is good to hear. Um, mm. You know, sometimes maybe Ronald perhaps said the wrong things about players in public. Uh, but that, that's 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 good to hear and but early days, that's what I'm saying. Early days, but yeah, so I far think, so good. I think one of the concerns that people had about Allardyce as well is that oh he just brings uh, Grocks in and he, he ignores youth. He's done a very good job of not ignoring the youth here. I mean he's played Calvert Lewin, we've got John Joe Kenny, there's um Holgate there and I know he hasn't brought them through himself. But he's stuck with them, giving them a chance, and they've got contracts under them. So yeah, 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 yeah. Although I mean, you could, you could. Sorry, let's just play devil's advocate. I mean, you could, you could make the argument that at the moment he doesn't really have a choice. Um, I don't think True. we can pass judgment on whether or not he, you know, his youth policy until he's been here for for a little bit longer than he has. However, no, I do see what you're saying. I mean, he brought on Vlasic, didn't he? And I watched uh, an interview with him before we, you know, I came on to do the pod with, with you lads. And, uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, he wanted to see a little bit what Vlasic was about. So, you know, yeah, I think that, that look, I, I think there are some, some, stereotypes regarding Allardyce that are a little bit unfair and I think you have to look at the bigger picture I mean everyone references that that Bolton side which was which was terrific um, Gav you said you were a big David Moyes fan uh, this is a kind of a redundant conversation to have now mate but uh, would you would you have would you have had Moyes back when Cuman went yeah uh, no no I, I think the, I think uh, I don't think that would have done either party very good um I think um, Moyes had, had to prove himself again. I'm not sure coming back to Evan would have been ideal for him. I'm not sure. I don't think it would have been ideal for us. Uh, though there could have been an argument for it, but I, I wouldn't have. Um, and I'm a massive fan of him. I think it may be not the person we've needed. No, that's um, fine. That's fine, mate. I, I mean, to be fair, I, I think we're all exhausted about talking about managers now. So uh, <laughs> it's just it's just when you yeah, said you're I mean, a massive Moyes fan, and, I, and do you know what, Gav? I, I do. I'm one of those who I was at Old Trafford when Oviedo scored um, in the Everton end, and I've I've said this, you know, on the pod before, and I wrote an article at the time and said, you know, I wouldn't, I, I didn't boo him, even though you know I understood why some people were upset. Um, yeah. with regards to his pursuit of uh, Baines and Fellaini. But when you're a 90s kid and your first kind of, my first 
well, Royal, I can remember Royal in that from 96 onwards, so I just missed yeah. the pick-up final. And then, it, basically, then it was Walt Smith, and that was horrendous. And then, kind of like, you know, this this fella Moyes came along and, and did pull us out of the, you know, the, the depression that we were in. So I'll always be, be grateful to him for that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think, uh, you know, we have to remember that. I know there was like the way he tried to get Fellaini and Baines, but at the same time that was going on, we were going back to Wigan and buying McCarthy, weren't we, and one or two others. So it can, it can work both ways. But When, when uh, it suits, isn't it, yeah. When, when it suits. So I think, yeah, I've not, not been a fan of Moyes getting beat with the I'm quite. I'm not uh, happy about that at all, but obviously he reserved, every, reserved the life of every fan to, to do that, you know. Of course. Uh, but... Of course, no. Be interesting to... Sorry, on, sorry. Yeah. no. No, go on, mate, go on. I, I was just going to say, I mean, the, the, the fascinating thing for me now is how the January transfer window is going to, uh, going to pan out. Mm. Uh, with Sam only being on an 18-month contract, you know, is it, are you just going to buy players just for that 18 months or are you uh, going to be something for more long-term, you know? You know? How much money are they going to give him? To, yeah, to yeah. Him to commit to and, and allow him to spend. Yeah, I was wondering about myself. Yeah, so like if if say Cumin was doing really well now, you probably think, oh, Cumin's going to be here like another eighteen months, maybe beyond, and we're really building something for the next four or five years here. We'll really go for it. Um, with Sam, with the only just star now, be able to bit of promise. You know, he, the the transfer strategy may be slightly different. Um, to that way they may be just hitting something just to you know make sure that we're still competitive this season and they view things during the summer so I'm not entirely certain that you're going to see a massive amount of wedge being spent in, in January which is never a great time to uh, to buy players anyway uh, like the values are almost double don't they in, uh, in January yeah. because people know that you're desperate if you need to get someone in you're almost held to yeah. ransom aren't you Especially yeah, now, especially, they, 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 well, you know we're not skint, so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and no, we know we're not skint, and you know pe- people know we need players, which yeah. is like the worst combination of all. And we may be still be struggling, so I'll be interested to see what the, the, the strategy might be completely different to what they were anticipating in in, in the summer, just gone. So um, I, I'm not sure whether you see a major uh, uh, buy-in. Uh, I mean, from what Sam was saying, there might be a few players getting shipped out. Um, yeah. And, and, and so that might uh, might change things, but I think the January window will be fascinating to see. That might give an indication on like how the hierarchy sees Sam. Well, well he's put a bit of a, he's put a bit of it like a target on that first player, though, in the sense that he said um, that it's it's extremely important that he gets that first signing right. So yeah, it will be interesting yeah. to see who who that is. I, my my money would be on probably a centre forward, but we'll have to wait and see, um, lads. Now I'm going to put you both on the spot. I'll go to Grouch and then I'll go to Gav after. Um, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to get you to both to make a prediction but before i do that i just want to read a quote from the um from the forum here from toffee in jandals um he says i might be getting a wee bit carried away here but two points a game average from here on in the end um will give us 64 points in seasons past that's normally enough for a europa league place now um groucho after the last couple of games what is a realistic target for everton this season and where do you think that Everton can finish? And then I'll after, ask you, Gav. After the last couple of games, I would I would say I would say top eight, maybe seventh. Um, if we get Europa, I would say yeah. I think we, we have to aim for that. We have to aim for European football. 
um, as long as, like we said the other week, as long as we plan properly for it. Um, I would hope for top seven. I think being realistic, maybe. Um, I think after the, the very real fear of relegation, although it was short-lived-ish, um, I don't think we'll really keep our eye. It's, it's getting a bit confusing whether to look down or look up. Um, but the results lately were looking up. Um, I would say aim for seventh for now. And Gav? Uh, I was going to say top eight. I think I think the joke in the past there is Burnley, isn't it? Do you yeah. think that Burnley can maintain, uh, though, lads, where, where they're at now? I, I can see them dropping off well, a bit after Christmas. I, I said exactly the same thing about Leicester. They'll drop away. They'll never win. They only <laughs> won the league. So, you know, Burnley aren't winning the league, are they? They, they, they may get in Europe. West Ham did it, but funnily enough, wasn't that under Allardyce? Um, they got into, albeit they didn't qualify the season after, they got into the, the, the European place. So I don't see any reason why Burnley couldn't. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's for eight. But you know, we've got to remember we've got, we got Chelsea, haven't we? Um, just before Christmas, we got Man United New Year's Day. As much as you can ride the table on the back of a couple of uh, couple of victories, a couple of defeats. Um, the other way, results yeah. can go back down so we just have to be very careful here about what we aspire to but I see no reason at all why we can't I mean why we can't get into the top eight and that would be just as much as the, the, the distinct lack of quality isn't that elsewhere if you go from sort of like eight, seven to eight down there's not there's not a lot of uh, quality there isn't there in, in what you can you know in terms of what you compete against and for me this is, um, this is why I think that Burnley can potentially finish seventh you know absolutely uh, because if you remember the season when we finished fourth we actually did fall off the cliff a little bit oh, after yeah. Christmas. You look at Everton's results after Christmas, they were extremely poor, weren't they, Gav? And then obviously towards the back end of the season, Grouch will remember too, you know, that, that win at, against Newcastle and, and whatever. So, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, that's one of my favourite Everton memories, I think, Hale's goal that day. But but the, the, the point I'm making is because yeah. the teams behind us were, Liverpool in particular, kept on stuttering, then it just, we just had enough to get over, and you could see something yeah. similar happening again this season with Burnley. You know, the fact that, as Gav's rightly pointed out, you know, there's us and Leicester, I think, who are probably the two best sides after them um, yeah. at the moment. Um, and I, I personally think that, you know, if they, if, they, if, if Everton can put a run together, there isn't any reason why we can't maybe get seventh, but. Uh, I'm probably more inclined to say that uh, won't. I think, yeah, I think there might be a struggle. I mean, I think, um, we, you never know, but what are we, are we eight points behind then? Is there something like that? Eight, nine points? I uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it can happen, but you, you, I think if we get, if we get eight, eight that would be, be decent. I mean, you, listen, we've still, we still got the FA Cup as well. Mm. Uh, let's just forget, I mean, you know, I look forward to playing in the fourth round at the end of January, obviously, like everybody else, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just a... Just, sorry, just to start about that 0405 season, we had 40 points from 19 games and only got 21 in the next 19 games. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that just shows you went from like Champions League form to relegation form in the space of a week, you know. So uh, well, it's so just it's because Gravison was sold, wasn't it? The source yeah, of- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Gav, we got, well, got if, if we'd have replicated the same point score from the last games that you I can't remember how many you just said there do you know where yeah. we would have finished that season 80 in the oh four oh five that we would have I think we probably would have got second ball pairs wouldn't we because Chelsea that was Marino's first season wasn't it didn't get yeah. something ridiculous like 95 points yeah the, I think the gap uh, between the top and the rest of the league in points was huge wasn't it yeah I, I think we ended up at 61 and qualified for the Champions League 
Mind you, I think the season before Liverpool won the Champions League with 59, didn't he? So uh, just just shows you. And this is why I've gone back to Moise. You know, Moise's uh, time is, you know, from the mid-2000s onwards, 04, 05, once the money became even more important and you had that so-called big four then, what used to be in the Champions League, used to get 65, 67 points to get in the Champions League in the end of the 90s and early 2000s. You then added to at least 10 points onto that to get in, didn't you, really? You know, I mean, we lost 72, didn't we, under Martinez? Yeah. Which we'd have walked into the Champions League for, like, I can't remember, it was 10 out of the previous 13 seasons or something, you know, and we, we were fifth and we were way off, way off fourth, I think we were seven points behind fourth, you know, so... Um, it, it has it has uh, sort of become quite uh, you know that that point tally now is is uh, a lot higher than was when we got we got in in oh four oh five. Yeah, I just thanks for not picking me up on that really stupid question that I asked Gav by the way, guys. When I said it was obviously nineteen, he was talking about halfway through this season. Um, so uh, could have been could have been a twenty could have been a forty two game season. Then it used to be then in the Premier League as we well remember. Yeah. Um, when did that? Well, that must have that changed in the Premier League. Then. I was going to say that yeah. surely that yeah. changed early, early doors, didn't it? What ninety? Yeah. What are we talking about? Ninety three, ninety four was the last season they did that. Was no, it? No, ninety four, yeah. ninety four, ninety five, wasn't it? When the wrong, yeah. 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 I might be wrong. Well, yeah, lads, no, you're showing your age team. now, boys. You're showing your age. Um, I, 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 four four just... went down that season as well. That was the last time four yeah. went down, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you want, do you want to give you the match start? Go on. You're on a mad start. Is you know when like it being a 42 game season or 22 but uh, 22 clubs going back just to just after, just before the First World War. So in 80 years of there being a 22 team top flight, on only two occasions did one team beat all the other 21 clubs in the same season. Right, okay. And okay. the first time it happened was Everton in 69-70. And the second time that happened was Everton in 1984-85. We were the only the only club to beat all 21 clubs at least once during the season, and we did it twice. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, nearly did it in 86-87. The only team we didn't beat was Liverpool. <laughs> if we'd have won at Anfield and could have came to the title, we would have done it for the third time. Yeah, yeah. the only club to do it. Yeah, that sounds about right though. That that time, the only team we didn't beat was Liverpool. That would yeah. obviously be uh, be applicable. Um, so, Gav, <laughs> you, your new your new book, mate. Never mind the toffees, part two, another ultimate Everton quiz book. Um, yeah. Snods has done the forward for it, and I was telling Grouch I, I had it out earlier. I was just having a little flick through, and I thought I'll just do the warming up section, and I thought these are easy. <laughs> Let me keep on going. <laughs> and then I realised that I've got a, a memory of like literally quicksand and um just got I've just got clouds in my head, Gav, and I had to forget everything. And then it got extremely hard, but it but it loads of fun. The type of thing I think that's yeah. perfect for Christmas Day. After you've had a few a few drinks, um, you know, you, you get this out and you start testing your your your, your Evertonian family. Um so yeah. what uh so what how come how come you decided to do a, a second quiz book then, Gav? Um, it was it was obviously the J.K. Rowling type sales for the first quiz book. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, um, <laughs> I, I'm they call me G.P. Buckland now. You know, I've gone, gone from Gav Buckland to G.P. Buckland. It was I was I was asked to do it by uh, by my good friends of the History Press uh, um, about twelve months ago, and they uh, they said, um, yeah, uh, first one did well. Uh, can you do another? 
which sounds really good, but like you've then got to find another three hundred and fifty questions, which is yeah. there's sometimes there's only a finite number of questions that you can ask, obviously, isn't it? Before you get into like who was the left back on the the nineteen thirty one League Cup game or a league game at North County, you know. Uh, but fortunately, since the last book was done, which is probably four or five years ago, we've had at least two managers, so there's been plenty of uh, plenty mm-hmm. of interesting stuff and. Uh, a lot of it, a lot of it's based, you know, it's quite it's about three or four rounds into the last four years at least, um, and the, the other rounds are like the normal, um, you know, never change a winner form from the first quiz book, Premier League, FA Cup rounds, England internationals, World Everton plays the World Cup, all that type of stuff. Um, so I've not changed the winning formula in any shape or form. So what what does the process look like when you're kind of coming up with the? the how do you kind of identify the questions to ask her? Uh, that's a good question in itself, really. Um, uh, uh, the general rule, and as you may, you may find this quite surprising, the general rule is I always like a question which somebody can give, at least give an answer to. <laughs> you know what I mean? It may not be the right answer, but you can have a guess. That's what, it may, doesn't work 100% of the time, but that's always been the general rule. And the thing is, um, especially the last three or four years, of stuff that noted at the time, as you say, I'm having statistician, things like that. So, you know, say, oh, that'll make you a question one day. Uh, and, and other stuff is just, you know, going through the records and just finding, finding things that, you know, that have happened. And, you know, and some things that, you know, I, I'd forgotten about or didn't realise. And and, uh, and I, I think quality-wise, it certainly compares to the first one in terms of uh, in terms of the questions. Um, uh, thankfully, me, the Wayne Clark one, that was in, never mind, the Toffees one, so that's not, that was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, being the last player to score at Anfield, you know, from penalty, that was in the first quiz, but mm-hmm. wasn't this one, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, and, and let's take it from there, really. It's just, you, you don't sit down and do, do like, 20 questions. You sort of do a couple at a time, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, mate. I, I thought I wasn't going to ask anything then. I was literally going to let you carry on talking. But um, no, the, the beauty yeah. of doing these things over Skype, I can't see whether or not you, 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 you know, you're going to start talking or if I'm going to start talking. Grouch, have you, have you, Grouch, have you got any questions or not? Is he still there, Grouch? You gone to sleep? Oh, sorry, no, I mean, I thought you said yeah, he's asleep at the far. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. So, so next time you do a do a podcast, don't have somebody called Grouch and Gav on at the same time. I just think I think that's what we're saying. You know, yeah. yeah. I'll have to get my hands on one of them. Yeah, Sounds yeah. Good. Where where, where you can, can you where can you get it, Gav? All, all the usual places on the internet. Um, the odd bookshop is uh, we all know where they are. Amazon, all that type of stuff. You can get them, and of course you get them reasonably, you know, reasonably cheap. But sell them well, uh, you know, and. and Grateful if uh, you know, you know if uh, people are buying because I mean it's it's uh, it's still it's, there's loads of stuff to find out about Everton still even even in the day in the, the days of the internet. I mean that, that's the thing now isn't it? Years ago you could you could do stuff and nobody had any resource. You know what you said was right. Now people people come up don't you say oh I'm not sure about that. You know what I mean? And because I've read on the internet it's this. So uh, and the that, that makes is always it, right as well. Always right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and because uh, I, I just out of interest, I've seen something before. Somebody put out some big firm said about uh, um, Obama Yang's the first uh, foreign to score foreign foreign as in the Bundesliga to score twelve goals in the season. 
in five successive seasons, and then there's somebody who says, didn't you know Robert Lewandowski's Polish? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, well, that, that's, that is quite a common thing that happens, isn't it, for Lewandowski? A lot, I, I've, I've had that a lot, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's a German. Um, have you, uh, have you ever get, so do you ever get anybody, Gav, that comes up to you at the match or whatever, or, or drops you a DM on Twitter and says, Gav, I've just been going through your quiz book, you got this You got this wrong, or, or what? Do you ever get people oh, don't, don't say that. Well, obviously, being the statistician at the match, I'm constantly at court, not constantly, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> Um, and, you know, I get asked about, you know, if something happens in the game, oh, when's the last time that happens? And then you've got to be very careful if you're giving an answer because you've got to make sure it's 100% spot on. Um, like, like, I mean, I could, there, there have been things, shall we say, that I've may have mentioned in the past that nobody's picked up on that when I've, you know, without really going into too much detail. And it was a long time ago. But you know, like sometimes occasionally, um, but everybody's like that. Nobody's nobody's perfect, unfortunately. But when the, the big stuff, you've got to make sure it's hundred percent, hundred percent right. Um, and uh, you, you live in I, sorry, no, go on. Sorry, you live in fear of that. As you live in fear, I, I I've done quite a few books now. I've never looked at one of them in detail <laughs> for, for fear. I'll take enough to that and then then you just that's just a nightmare thing to happen, you know. Uh, if I was getting put on the spot at the match, being in your position, I would be very tempted to to make something up. And you just can you know, like I don't know, see if they spot the mistake. You know, when was the last time we got a corner the same yeah. game? I'd just go Siddle Lello against Newcastle nineteen fifty three and just see if they yeah. pull it up. And then, and then you just see him, you, yeah, and then you see and then Gav sees the tweet a little bit later, it's gone viral. Someone's taken his, his little fake <laughs> yeah, his fake and, news. And you, yeah, Gav, this the, is the, fake news. Fact itself. Fake yeah. news, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, it's yeah. Gone yeah. Viral. In fact, this is all fake news. You've got <laughs> twenty league championship trophies, nine, it's just fake news that but you'd be surprised on the you know on Twitter and stuff. You'd be, there's a lot of people, and there are a lot of stuff out there. Yeah, no, oh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, yeah, that, you know, Everton fans and football fans in general. There's a lot of people who who, who really know their really know their stuff, you know. They and do, sometimes and they love they treat... love letting you know as well when you've messed up. I mean, you know, doing a podcast, <laughs> oh, oh, we, we get a little bit that, of a, that, a little bit of this too, you know. That that never happens, but sometimes you get some <laughs> good stuff that people have, people have discovered. You know, no, you know, something happens during a game or something, and said, and I thought I've not picked it up, you know. Um, and um, it, it's interesting. I don't know if you saw the one that got quite a bit of coverage. I think it was on Tuesday that. Uh, about uh, Stoke have not won away from home on a on a Tuesday Tuesday night yeah, in nineteen oh six. When he beat us, didn't he? Got us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hundred and hundred and nine years, hundred and eleven years with no away wins of a Tuesday night. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, yeah. Everybody uh, who's listening, obviously get out and uh, purchase Gav's book. It's Never Mind the Toffees, another Ultimate Everton quiz book. Uh, Gav, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Groucho, thank you too. No problem. Um, remember to, My pleasure. Uh, no problem, mate. No, remember to subscribe and, uh, and and share and obviously let us know uh, what you think as well. And um, get over to www.grandoldteam.com. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Adam Partington. See you again soon. Your history, it's enough to make your heart go. Oh.